Live from the R&R Studios in the good old friendly city, it's the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome into the R&R Studios for the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. Talking NFL free agency today, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Guys, what the hell is going on in the NFL right now? A lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you hit the nail on the head there, buddy. Yeah I, yeah, I just don't even know what to say about it. It's literally been insanity for the last... Even though it really didn't start till Wednesday, literally for an entire almost 10 days. Yeah, it's been insane. So the, the first big news that, that broke is... You know, Aaron Rodgers getting that huge contract and, you know, about time he cried about it enough. I mean, Chris, I know you've been pretty, uh, pretty vocal on that whole situation. Yeah, I mean, it just came to a point like I understand everything that he's done, all the MVPs and everything. But, yeah, I mean, he was essentially being a little prima donna about it. So I was kind of surprised that the situation came about to where he did get the big contract. But I'm sure we'll touch on it, but then Devontae Adams leaves. Welcome to free agency. Welcome to the party, folks. Yeah, in my opinion, there goes Aaron Rodgers' MVP season potentially. I mean, I, I that's a move that, like some of these other moves that we're going to talk about, that we did not see coming. I mean, it's one of those things that we it's just gone. I thought the uh, Chris there for a second was just over celebrating. <laughs> Chris, you're a little frozen there, buddy, but it looked like you were just like, yay! Hey, thank you for welcoming me to the party. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yeah, I, I had heard that. Well, I mean, I played it here. I just read it that Aaron Rodgers going into signing this deal already knew that Adams was going to leave. And that's even more unbelievable that he would still sign that deal with nobody else to really throw to. I mean, I guess you got caught with throw to, but, and still one of the, a very good running back, but I don't know. I, I mean, but I, I wouldn't tire if I was him. But we honestly don't even know if that's entirely true or not. No, true. It's true. But it, it, if, to the extent of them playing it off like he knew the entire time, I I can't see him signing that contract if he knew the entire time that he was going to be gone because he was his cash cow. Let's be real, he was it wasn't Valdez Scantling. <laughs> Who? Then it kind of comes back down to the whole: Does he really care? You know, he's at his he he he's almost done. He just is signing his name on the dotted line for millions of millions of dollars. It's it comes back to it. All, it's all about money. Yeah, yeah I mean, is it a, is it even really about the football anymore? Exactly. Good point, Sean. Because there's been a shit ton of it thrown around in the last five days. Oh my goodness, craziness, trades happening, crazy trades happening. It's you know, and Russell Wilson to the Broncos. What? Uh, yeah, that was the first big one. I. That was a really first, because in my opinion, I thought, honestly, he was going to end up in Pittsburgh, but I was completely wrong. So here's my thing. Um, is the AFC West just having a fantasy draft on Madden and not inviting anybody else? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I know, because look at the Chargers, too. The Chargers got Cleo Mack, too. Yeah. I, I like, just... the entire West is, and I mean, granted, 
Kansas City signed Juju, but that's no big deal. But regardless, that entire division is going to be so much fun to watch next year. So much fun to watch. You might as well cancel the rest of the fucking season. I mean, they need to send some of those teams over to the NFC because, I mean, the NFC doesn't stand a chance now. No. I mean, with, with craziness that, that has happened, you know, people re-signing and signing big money contracts and things of that nature. Just And, <laughs> and the big money guys, the big playmaker guys, they're all leaving the NFC to go to the AFC. Mm-hmm. I, mean, it, I mean, how much of it is their own doing, like being able to choose where they want to go? Kind of like Russell did. Or even Deshaun. Yeah. Technically Deshaun, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, do they want to be in the environment where it's more competitive? Yeah. And the NFC is just going to stay older? True. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. And then Brady comes back. What yeah, the what hell, the hell is, is that? What is going on? What was it, 40 days? I I think, you know, he was in there washing the dishes in the kitchen and said, nope, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go back to football. Or him and Giselle got in a fight and said, I can't be here all the time. Yeah, so much for wanting to hang out with your kids for so long. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> Hey, man, he gets to hang out with him for six months. Well, I'm just saying, that was the whole thing. He wanted. He said he wanted to spend more time with his family and the kids, but now it's just pretty much, all right, I spent enough time with you guys. Fuck you. I'm going back to play. <laughs> like I said. Oh, you probably in- realized that 40 days was enough over the last, <laughs> whatever, 15 years, whatever. And uh, he said, yeah, I got enough and um, time to make more money. I, I tell you what, I feel for the guy that bought his la- or bought his last past football. Like how his- would you fucking feel? Oh my god! <laughs> like- <laughs> how would you feel? Five hundred G's on a football dump doesn't mean shit anymore. It's as good as the, the two sitting up there. Like this. <laughs> He's like, I washed my hands of that bad boy. I mean, there was there was no guarantee on that shit. Nope. No, there's that football is as good as the three that we have in this room right now. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, that's like the football that uh, what JJ Watt threw to you in the stands while he was before pregame warming up. Yeah. I just I I don't know. I mean, that's that's insanity within you know craziness. And if this is any indication of what the season's going to be like, all these moves that have been made, I. Jordan, your Titans made a big move without making a big move. Like, nobody's really talking about it, but I think it's a good move in the right direction. After Julio leaves, you guys get Robert Woods. I kind of like it. Okay, so when it comes down to that, in, in my honest opinion, love Julio. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, but I'm going to continue. Um, when it comes down to that whole situation... I knew Julio was going to be a one year oh. and done. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, uh, audience. Uh, I need, I need a moment. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure what that is. Um, Sean is in Cleveland, so that could have been protesters. We'll get to that in a second. But anyway, the booth continue. <laughs> Okay, going into last year when we got Julio, super excited. Um, I knew he hadn't played a whole lot of the year prior. Um, I thought giving up a two at the time was a little bit steep for an older guy, but he brought the experience and things like that. But, excuse me, I knew he was a one-year-and-done guy because of the cap hit we would have took this year. I mean, we were already so close to it regardless. I think it would have been close to, like, it was over 10 mil. I think Cap hit would have been. So when he got released, it wasn't a big deal. Um, 
And then last night, I'm literally standing in my kitchen. My phone goes off and it says, Tennessee Titans trade for Robert Woods for a six-round draft pick. And I just started geeking out, dude. Like, And my wife's like, what is the matter with you? I said, I'm just so happy. <laughs> she, well, she really doesn't understand. But, I mean, Robert Woods, he is, he's only 29. Right. Granted, he is coming off the ACL injury. Uh, I think it happened early November is when it happened. Um, but great locker room guy. I mean, I was actually looking at an article that uh, Vrabel had right before Tennessee played the Rams. He said he was a great locker room guy. He is a complete monster when it comes to run blocking, blocking on the edge, and he want, runs precise routes. When it comes to Tannehill, you have to run precise routes. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited about it. Um, but, like, that's just something little for my team that happened in this whole free agency thing. Oh, and forgot, too, we picked up Austin Hooper from y'all. Y'all oh, dropped did, him. We did. did end up signing Hooper. Yeah, wow. we did get Hooper. Wow. We, well, didn't have a, we didn't have a number one tight end. We got him. Now you I do. Think it was yesterday. Yeah. Now we, now now we have one. Yeah. It's so, debatable that he's the number one tight end. Well, but, all right. well, it all depends on how you utilize him. Now, we're, he's going to be more of a blocker in Tennessee. Okay. Which will work for, I mean, not that Henry needs blocking. Well, that's true, too. But, yeah, we picked up Austin, who, which is we need a good tight end who can actually catch the ball when it's thrown to him. Um, but it's that's just minuscule to everything else that has happened over the last three days. Another, actually, yeah. go ahead. We'll, we'll go to y'all. Oh, I'm saving last. us for last because that's to y'all last. That's the you know biggest moves of the of the week. But another thing that was that was made and and Chris like you to uh, to talk about it is the uh, signing of Mitchell Trubisky for the Steelers. Um, Bitchburg, I, <laughs> um, a guy that you know a lot about and you know have stuck up for here some <laughs> as of late. Yeah, and I mean, well, first thing I find it interesting that he's a Menor, Ohio native. That's so. right. That really makes things interesting uh, going into enemy territory there. But yeah, he was somebody that I really, really liked when he was at the collegiate level, had a fantastic career down there and um, hasn't really translated yet over to the NFL. And I think Pittsburgh's going to be one of the good systems for him because he's not a scrambling QB. He's the quarterback that likes to stick in the pocket, much like big Ben was. The big question is, now, the Steelers did go out and they got some offensive line help, but that's going to be the biggest question mark is are they going to give Trubisky enough time to get rid of the football? Because I really don't feel that he was the problem in Chicago. It was that offensive line. I mean, because Justin Fields is the same way. He's been scrambling for his life since he's been there. Right. If you're a Steelers fan, I, I think this is a good pickup. Is he the savior, the all-go around? I, I don't think yet, but – I think he is a better choice of what is in the draft this year, even that you could bring in there. I just don't think this is going to be a good year for quarterbacks in the draft. No, I, I think this is a less than five year move. I think this is, he's going to be around for a little bit. And then if he doesn't do any, any good, honestly, they didn't spend a bunch of money on him, which is, you know, great for their cap um, space. Cause as John likes to say, they're in, they're in cap hell right now and hopefully getting out of that soon. Um, but uh, they, I, I think it's a good move. I think he, you know, somebody will sit beside behind him maybe in the next two to three years. They get somebody next year in the draft. Um, but I, I think that's a decent landing spot for him. He's got a good running game. 
Um, I think they need to pick up another running back to help out Najee because I feel like he's going to get a lot of the carries and he needs some help. I mean, the way football is nowadays, it's a two-back league. No, just that. I mean, look how they utilized him. You're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to kill him. I mean, even when it came down to pre, like when preseason was starting and he was playing into the fourth fucking quarter mm-hmm. and I was talking to my buddy who's a huge Steeler fan. I was like, you're going to kill him before the season even starts. You spent a first-round pick on a running back who is a great running back. He may not even make it through the whole year. Yeah. Because you're just running. He catches the ball. He's literally your first, second, third, and fourth down back. Let's be real. You have to get a bigger guy to be your third down back or somebody who can, you know, just relieve him every once in a while. Yeah. That's why I think they need to draft somebody in the second or third round. That's still really good rounds for running backs. Even in the fourth round, you can still grab somebody. But I feel like they need somebody. And, you know, that defense is good. I mean, defensive player of the year, obviously. On that side of the ball, mm-hmm. but I feel like they uh, they're gonna need some secondary help too. But we'll we'll see. I mean, the NFL offseason is is crazy and it's still going on. So it we'll literally see. just started, right? And that's it, I, this whole week feels like it's an entire season, but it's mm-hmm. literally just been this week. Yeah, I mean it's it's just been absolutely crazy. I think with just everything in free agency right now, and I mean. That's like Jordan said it best there. It's it's just began begun. And um, I mean, you even look at some of the teams that are loading up now and really getting those spots. And and I think that's another thing that, you know, not all of us here on this podcast, but I think a lot of people are realizing, hey, we also still got a fucking NFL draft coming up here next right, month. Right, right. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to another team that I completely bashed throughout the entire playoffs. <laughs> And somehow made the fucking Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals literally dumped their entire offensive line. Right. And literally went out and got an entire offensive line. And just signed the Lil Collins today from Dallas. Nice. Nice. Good pickup. I like it. They literally have an entire decent offensive line now. And they uh, made it as far as they did with a horrible one. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's Now just imagine what they're going to be with a decent one. Yeah, I, I mean, hate talking about them like that. Be, Tennessee, but damn, the whole AFC North is going to be scary. Yeah, scary. I mean, in all honesty, those two divisions don't even bring the South into this because that division is fucking trash. But um, the North and the West is going to be unreal. I mean, the North North is going to be more of a black and blue division. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what that's what we are. We always and, are. And the the West is going to be more of a just high scoring, high flying kind of division. Yeah, you're going to have to put points up to beat those divisions. I mean, that's going to be unreal. I mean, Denver's offense was fast to begin with, and now you get Russell Wilson in there feeding the ball to them. I mean, they're going to be... And it's not like Russ doesn't have anybody to throw to. He's got Jerry Judy. Right, exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> it's one of those things. I mean, in Kansas City's Kansas City. I mean, that's, you know... And then, you know, one of the biggest moves, Devontae Adams picks up and goes to Oakland. Or not Oakland, but Vegas. Good God. Um, to the Raiders and just unbelievable. Now, you know, Carr meets back up with his college mate. Exactly. And they went back and looked at their stats when they last two years of college and they were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good football. At yeah. least the AFC is gonna be good football. I, I think everybody's looking at what the Rams did and said, Okay, we can do that. Like we don't need draft yeah. picks. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, shit, I mean, might as well get into it now. <laughs> Sean R. Browns will have a first-round draft pick for the next 
three years. <laughs> we we said, ah, we picked in you know the early rounds so many times. We're like, shit, we don't need that now. We're good. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not too upset about it if if in fact if it works those next three years we you know at, at the very least we're in the big game. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of those oh. things. I mean it's <laughs> oh boy, a lot of things happen in 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 Cleveland and. Uh, Sean, with you working up there, I'm sure you've heard of a lot of things and you've kind of gave us some insight on things that have been happening. But the first one, we'll talk about Amari Cooper coming to town. I mean, that's <laughs> that's huge. That's a big receiver. Yeah, with the departure of, um, unfortunate departure of uh, Landry and then obviously OBJ last year, we needed that, you know, high-profile wide receiver, somebody who can go deep. And the signing of Amari Cooper was... Um, exactly what I think a lot of Browns fans wanted to see. Um, and following that, uh, it was just a matter of who's going to throw him the football. Right. And um, we'll kind of lead into that in a second. But I'm still thinking that, you know, with Amari Cooper, I mean, it makes our, our wide receiver, you're going to have him, you're going to have uh, Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you're going to have uh, David Njoku for tight end. Um, and then they went out and they signed Jakeem Grant, who's basically a glorified uh, kick return, punt, punt return. He can also catch the ball because he's quick. Yeah. But uh, um, I still think they're missing one key thing, and I don't know how they're going to – one key addition to the to the roster for wide receiver. I don't know how they're going to get it now. But, um, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're pretty set. And I think Amari Cooper really turns that offensive um, – that offensive round. Well, they they may have figured that out. They restructured Cooper's deal. There's fifteen million right. sitting on the on the table right now. There's yeah. there's talks. They're back on the phone with Landry. But you know who else is out there too? Cole Beasley. It's true. It's true. But I think I think honestly, I'd rather have Landry. Yes. I'd rather have Landry back than have Cole Beasley. Just I mean, as much as I do like Cole, I do. Um, but Landry is one, he's just not good for, you know, the game. He, he is good in the locker. Room, yep. Which there's been a lot of shit in the past couple of years for the Browns where you have to have a strong leadership in the locker room to get through the day to day. And that was very evident with OBJ that they did not work too well, but having Landry, I think just turns things around and he was, uh, he was slated to sign with the Falcons as was Leonard Fournette. And that was only if uh, Watson went to Atlanta. So with that, obviously not happening, I would like to see them at least make a push for him. And I think at this point you can at least give him a one-year deal, which it maybe even a two-year deal with what he was wanting. Yeah. Then obviously with the departure of a another no name quarterback. That's going to happen relatively soon. Yeah, that so. uh so and then you know they they get rid of a major contract again with getting rid of the backup quarterback, which highest paid backup quarterback in the freaking league. I mean, that's insane. And then they go out and get Jacoby Brissett, which I don't mind. I mean, he, he's gonna fit the new system. Yeah, no, I think he can, if need be, which is likely, um, he can be the starter. Um, and I think, 
he's got legs. He can run, and that's going to obviously be the the new and improved um, Browns offensive playbook. I think. I mean, because obviously you got you know the number one guy, and then with him potentially sitting out for you know however many games he does sit out, you know Jacoby comes in. He he has an arm. Yeah, he does have an arm. And he has the legs to to carry that offense, you know, however many games he needs to carry it. No, I mean, and that's, you know, it's one of those things that we did get a draft pick back for Case Keenum, which is what, you know, what we needed. We did give up a ton for Deshaun Watson, but I feel like eventually we're going to get some of that back. I mean, with them trading away Baker, which is coming soon, obviously. Um, Yeah. I I think he ends up... I think Baker's return is not going to give you – obviously, it's not going to give you one. It's not going to give you a two. I'm thinking, you know, at the very least, it gives you a two for next year, maybe. And that's the thing that's stretching it. Um, it just depends on how um, important it is for the team, like the, whether it's the Saints, whether it's the Falcons, whether it's the Seahawks, whether it's the, the Colts, how important it is that they – or how much they want Baker. You don't and think he's worth uh, at least one first-round draft pick? At least one? Of this year? No, I mean, of, of any, year? well, if next year, of anything. I mean, he's a first overall pick, regardless of what you look at. I mean. I think he's had one good season. Yeah, but I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think he, personally, I think he's had one good season. He he does He does have some leadership capabilities, but. I don't think that really translates to from from on the field play, um, off the field um, shit that he does. I don't really think it translates too much into a team giving up a a, a potential future, whatever position for Baker Mayfield. I truly don't. You know, maybe maybe it is a twenty twenty four first round pick. Yeah, you know, well, maybe. Here, here's my thing. So, if he when he gets traded and he goes somewhere else, I believe he has a very good first season wherever he goes because he loves that underdog mentality. After that, and he's not the underdog anymore, he's done. He he won't produce. He won't do anything. He wasn't the underdog in his in in the season that we went to the playoffs. So, I mean, that's that's that. You know. Yeah. Once- I I think, too, Jeff, that there's been a lot of talks with Deshaun Watson's former teammate, Will Fuller, too, um, to potentially fill that void in wide receiver as well. So it's also something else to consider. I mean, I know he had injury problems last year. I know he probably comes with a high price tag, but definitely don't count him out either as one of the, you know, because the conversations have been happening. There's mutual interest on both sides there between the Browns and Will Fuller. At one point, I thought that that was uh, Watson was going to take him with him. Right. Wherever, wherever he landed, Will Fuller was going to come with him. Shit, I'll, I'll take, take Will I'll Fuller. Take Will. Yeah, hell yeah, he's 100%. a good two. Excellent two. Shit. 100%. Um, shit, I mean, he could be a number one wide receiver on almost any other team. Yeah. In this league. Like, it's, I mean, it. it that would be I, w- I would take that in a second. I wouldn't think twice. And I think the Browns do have the money to do it. That's a that's a pretty good 
That's a pretty good thing you brought up there, Chris. I like that. But yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things. I I mean, I'd take him in a heartbeat. I mean, he played, you know, second in uh, in Houston. Yeah, I mean, he could be a one anywhere else. I agree. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to... The whole city up here in the last 24 hours has been has been crazy um the night that it all went down um somebody hung up a sign over top of 90 eastbound like i think it was 90 east 90 west doesn't really matter but on the bridge it said fuck watson um 22 women don't lie um there was a woman standing outside of stefanski's house with a sign saying 22 women don't lie and that's just the beginning like it's, we all knew that this was going to happen regardless of what team, whatever team he went to. Um, so, and, and according to the Haslam's, they did their due just do justice and looked at him. And um, I guess they did not talk to any of the women, which I don't know why they would. Um, but I guess we need to be prepared up here to where he is going to be suspended, whether it's four games, whether it's six games, eight games. I don't think he's suspended the whole season just based off of last uh, other shit that this league has done. Um, but maybe uh, Roger Goodell is going to make an example on it. You know, you never know. Well, so, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't wasn't he cleared of the criminal charges? Yeah. He was cleared of – um, any criminal wrongdoing, yes. So now he is on the civil civil portion of it. This is basically where he goes one-on-one with these women, no pun intended, and um, he basically fights them out of court. It's the way I understand it. He's not going to be in court with these women. So it's going to be, um, all right, I'm going to settle with you to shut your mouth kind of deal. That's the way that's – Right, and I'm not like, and I and, and I'm not saying that you know all this is you know, not, not true or anything like that. But I mean, it's just that that's where I, sometimes I don't understand with the NFL. It's like you know, okay, they've been you know proven innocent of wrongdoing. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm not I'm not a judge. I'm not saying that they're right on either, either side. It's just the fact of the matter is he was cleared. I'm not saying he's innocent, but he was cleared in the court. That's just what I'm saying. Correct. And it's where it's a little bit of confusing. Like it's very confusing on how this is going to pan out. First off, the NFL is still doing their separate total investigation. Right. So yeah, he's cleared of criminal wrongdoing. Maybe he gets away with uh um he doesn't have to pay his cent to these women, and these women kind of just go away so to speak the nfl can still come out and say well you just represented this league inappropriately and even though yeah you weren't charged we're going to suspend you four five six games whatever right so it's like it really doesn't it, it really doesn't look good for him i don't think first first and foremost it doesn't look good for him at all right you can put yourself into the situation at, at at most, he he looks. Um, he's a very weird guy. Let's just say that. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know it, from everything that I've seen, but these women work in this 
place and he visits this place. I don't know what went behind door, went on behind door, so I can't comment on that. But like, you shouldn't put yourself into a situation like that. That's my hundred uh, percent agree. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of upset people. Um, for every fan that says, "Hey, you know, glad he's here. Hope he can do good. Hope he can, you know, change." You know, um, and hopefully he can win us the Super Bowl. There's 15 other people that's saying he is disgusting. His organization's disgusting. I'm not. I'm not watching the Browns play football again this year. But it's going to be interesting on Game One in in Cleveland to see all those stands or all those seats filled because I think you will. Right. Regardless if he's playing. Yeah, I mean that's it. They're gonna sell tickets regardless. I hate to say that, but it, it's gonna happen. Those people are gonna fill the seats anyways. I mean, Cleveland loves their football regardless who's there. This is the second time this yes. podcast had to take a minute. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> what happens? Right, can we go back to your comment? <laughs> when the civil no, suit when the civil suit starts, he's gonna have to be one on one with these women. No pun intended. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why I said what I, I, said, I it up. Make light of the situation. I like it. I like it. Rendered speechless, Sean. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, buddy. There you go. Well, guys, that pretty much wraps up NFL free agency. I mean, it's been insane, crazy. Well, wraps up the week of this NFL free agency. I'm sure we'll have more um, craziness in the NCAA tournament happening, <clears throat> so we can definitely cover that next week that's going to be insane um we're all going to be at a crazy ass hockey game this coming week i can't wait that's going to be fun yeah the ending of that Naylor game today seemed a little bit out of control yeah there's going to be according to dj was it seven to six final it was but i guess some shady shit happened at the end of that game Ooh. it had dj fuming army broke a stick a lot of the Nailers players were yelling at the referees, and both benches were yelling at each other. So next Friday is going to be entertaining. I like it. It's going to be fun, especially man. with Bisnet being there. I was going to say with Biznasty and in you know in attendance, that's going to be uh, that's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, he takes off his street clothes and hops on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I completely forgot last time. Last time Kzu played in Wheeling, their coach got thrown out uh, of the yeah. game. Mm. So there's a lot of animosity going on right there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, let's return that? hockey to let's return hockey to what hockey should be. That's beating the shit out of each other. That's hey, right. Back, back to the finals here. That's how the fuck it was. Yes, sir. Nobody fucked with anybody on that finals team. Absolutely. None, not. Of, this, none of this. None of this bitch hockey where you can't touch somebody. Like fuck them up, <laughs> score goals. And do it again the next day. <laughs> well, according to DJ, at the end of that game, it ended in overtime. There was a penalty called with three minutes left in overtime, and it was Patrick Watling having a 50-50 battle with one of the guys from Kalamazoo, and Watling was the faster guy, yet he got called for interference on the 50-50 puck battle. Nice. Good times. Then they lost in overtime. I so love it. that's where everything went to shit. Nice. Good times. <laughs> For, okay, let's end this with fuck the rest in every fucking sport because you can't clearly in the, NCAA, in, the, in the NCAA you can't dunk on anybody anymore. I saw that. He, 
I saw like, the guy from Houston. Was it Illinois got that technical? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I don't understand it. These refs are just, they have an agenda from the beginning. Like, it, it's, <laughs> I, I, fuck. <laughs> hey, that's a good way to end it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for hanging out. Chris, glad to have you back. Even if we can't have you in person, we got you on the Zoom, which is good. But, uh, yeah, guys, we'll pick up again next week. We'll see you. Peace.